Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, June 22nd, five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you for joining us this morning. And we start off this hour talking about a fight. A feud has been boiling between Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert for months. <laughs> Finally reached a pinnacle yesterday. Old large Marge. She is uh, having none of it. Uh-huh. Okay, so what is this fight about? The the two women, they used to be friends. They used to be pals. They supported each other. And that all changed yesterday. Apparently, they had a heated conversation no. on the middle of the House floor yesterday. And at one point, Marjorie Taylor Greene said to Lauren Boebert, I've donated to you. I've defended you. But you've been nothing but a little bee to me. And by bee, you know what I'm talking about. Rhymes with witch. Exactly. Yeah. So MTG is calling Lauren a witch. Cat fight. Yeah, cat fight. <laughs> Why do men love a cat fight so much? Uh, part of this is because Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying that Lauren Boebert copied her articles of impeachment after she asked her to co-sponsor them. And then Lauren Boebert came back and said, well, I didn't even read your articles of impeachment. And I'm not really sure that that's a great defense to say, I didn't even read them. Um the egos of these people, though, right? Like, I mean, it it is on full display for everyone to see how just self-absorbed these people in the United States Congress are, Casey. I mean, it is just like it is so unprofessional to do that, you know, while you are conducting official business and clearly you're doing it in front of people mm-hmm. where everyone can see it take it outside girls <laughs> okay now you say this is ego i'm wondering if it's not just a little bit of immaturity i mean this sounds like something that would happen in middle school you copy my notes you're a witch what People in the government are immature. What? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you mentioned it. You said catfight. And why men love catfights? Why are they so appealing? Well, we go to Seinfeld for the answer. This is the message she left me. Elaine, I am going to find you. If not in your office, then in the Xerox room, or the small conference room next to the kitchen, or the kitchen... I mean, she must have a blueprint of the building or something. Did you tell Peterman about this? Well, I tried, but he bought it with some sort of a cat fight. Cat fight? Okay, why? Why do guys do this? What is so appealing to men about a cat fight? Yeah, cat fight. Because men think if women are grabbing and clawing at each other, there's a chance they might somehow kiss. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to do it right there on the house floor, scratching and pulling each other's hair. Okay, so this goes back to the articles of impeachment that Lauren Boebert issued, and they were different. It actually forced the House to take a vote on this, and that's why Marjorie Taylor Greene is so upset about this, because she said, hey, you just copied exactly what I was trying to do well you know casey we work in radio and i was taught at a very young age by someone i very much admire in radio that plagiarism 
is a form of flattery. Exactly. See, you know. Yeah, there's no new ideas, <laughs> right? Just take somebody else's idea, spiff it up a little, <laughs> put a shine to it, reintroduce it. Now it's your idea. Well, here is Lauren Boebert on the House floor with those articles of impeachment. And uh, she put a, put a new, what, lipstick on that pig? HRES 503 impeaching Joseph R. Biden Jr., President of the United States, for high crimes and misdemeanors. Resolved that Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. is impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors, and that the following articles of impeachment be exhibited to the, to the United States Senate. Articles of impeachment exhibited by the House of Representatives of the United States of America in the name of itself and of the people of the United States of America against Joseph R. Biden, Jr., President of the United States, in maintenance and support of its impeachment against him for high crimes and misdemeanors. Okay, so there they are. And did those, did they vote on those? Uh, I, who knows? I mean, it obviously didn't pass or we would be having a much different conversation. Yeah. This is the problem, right? The, it's a distraction. When you have all the stuff, right? Get all the stuff and then come back and then vote to impeach and get the guy prosecuted. Until then, it's just like they have competitions with each other. Who can rush what to the floor fastest and get all the credit? Get your you-know-what in order mm-hmm. and then come forward with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Lauren, Lauren Boebert struggled in her last election cycle. So I think she's come out fighting. Like, she's trying to prove herself to her constituents. Whereas uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene sidled, sidled up next to Kevin McCarthy, right? So she's got an ally with the speaker. And is is he going to come and, and save the day for her? You like to say that that's his girlfriend. No, Large Marge has eyes for, uh, for Kevin McCarthy. There's absolutely no <laughs> doubt about that. And I don't know if the feeling is mutual or not. Maybe he's just not that into her, but she is not giving up. Uh, you know, she is, she is just short of the, uh, I will not be ignored, Dan. She's just short of the boiling rabbit on the, on the stove. All right, let's give an update on what's going on with Hunter Biden. So the federal district judge, Mary Ellen Norica, I believe that's how you say her name. She's an appointee of Donald Trump. She's going to preside over the case that the Justice Department brought against Hunter Biden. Is it possible that the judge won't accept his plea deal? I would find that very, very hard to believe. You think so? It's pretty rare that you have the government and the defendant in agreement on something. Now, it does happen. It has, there are instances where judges have rejected plea agreements, um, but I would think it would be pretty rare in this case uh, as a, I guess you would call him a first-time offender, even though we clearly know he's not, Mm -hmm. uh, that they would not do that. But you never know. I, I don't know if you know this, Casey, but federal judges, they do have egos. <laughs> Just like uh, House of Representatives do. Hunter Biden's going to head to federal court in Delaware on July 26th. And Kevin McCarthy said, if you're the president's leading political opponent, well, you get uh, one set of rules. But if you're the president's son, you get a sweetheart deal. And of course, Merrick Garland spoke about it. And he blames, who does he blame? 
Well, the U.S. attorney, he says it's his problem if there's two standards of justice between Hunter Biden and Donald Trump. Do these cases reflect a different standard of justice depending on political leanings? So, as I said, uh, from the moment of my um, appointment as attorney general, I would leave this matter in the hands of the United States attorney who was appointed by the previous president and assigned to this matter by the previous administration, that he would be given full authority to decide the matter as he decided was appropriate. Um, And uh, that's what he's done. And if you have any further questions about that matter, you should direct him to the U.S. attorney uh, to explain his decision. Okay, so it's just politics in his eyes. Did you just hear that passing of the buck, by the way? Yes, as though he is not in charge of the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's a local matter, uh, you know, low low profile cases like this we don't get involved in. Yeah, it, well, it seems pretty clear that the DOJ and the FBI, for the most part, just another arm of the left. I mean, it's 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 Biden's DOJ at this point, and without a change in leadership, somebody needs to be fired. Or there'll be zero accountability ever. Well, but it's the whole system of governance, Casey. That's the. Well, that's because they're not afraid, right? Right. You're right. You're 100% correct. It is the whole system itself. Look, it doesn't. You can say, well, so and so should be fired. What do you think? Biden's going to appoint some accountability champion in there? I mean, it's not going to get any better. It is not. the, The people are the symptom of the disease, right? And one of the major reasons, and this is true across central Indiana, it's true across our state, it's true across our country. One of the reasons, one of the major reasons we are in a position we are in is because of the people who are leading us. If we had better people who were willing to do what was right, the country would be in a better position. And yet there are so few people now who are willing to stand up for what's right, who are willing to stand up for, in this case, justice or truth, that we just have seen an eroding of our nation's greatest institutions, including the Department of Justice. So nothing's going to change unless there's a change in the White House. Hunter's not going to be charged with anything that anybody in the GOP finds, no matter how incriminating. However, I would like to draw your attention. This is a, a flashback. We're going to, we're going to go, we're going to go far Ooh, back. All right. Okay. Joe Biden, Mr. Tough Guy. He's talking about crack in the nineties. Now, keep in mind, Joe Biden was the architect of the 1994 crime bill, which sent millions to jail for doing exactly what his son has been seen doing on the laptop from hell. If you have a piece of crack cocaine, no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar, we passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others a law that says you're caught with that you go to jail for five years you get no probation you get nothing other than five years in jail judge doesn't have a choice under our forfeiture statutes you can the government can take everything you own everything from your car to your house your bank account not merely 
what they confiscate in terms of the dollars from the transaction that you've just got caught engaging in. They can take everything. I don't care why they become a sociopath. We have an obligation to cordon them off from the rest of society. They are in jail. Away from my mother, your husband, our families. So I don't want to ask, what made them do this? They must be taken off the street. Unless your name is Hunter Biden. Well, and notice who he referenced, and this is very important, in who he was very proud to work with on that bill, which was Strom Thurmond. Mm -hmm. Now, Strom Thurmond was a senator from South Carolina. He was, uh, he, he lived to be 101 years old. I think he died in office. And he was a, a Democrat who later flipped to Republican. And he was a raging racist. And it is another example of Joe Biden talking about how he was pleased to work with a raging open racist to pass legislation that disproportionately harmed black people. Mm -hmm. That's to me out of the clip what just stood out above all else. Of course, you know, you can take the thing with Hunter or whatever. But another example of how Joe Biden did something that was, and don't kid yourself, it was deliberately harmful disproportionately to the black community because Strom Thurmond was a raging racist. Mm -hmm. And Joe Biden was more than happy to go along with it. It's 18 after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. (laughs) 22 after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Trending this hour is Oppenheimer. This is this new movie directed by Christopher Nolan, and he has come out and said that viewers walk out devastated and they can't speak. It's kind of like a horror movie. And uh, there's this historian who saw a preview of it, and she said uh, that she thinks it's going to be a stunning artistic achievement and that uh, she has hopes it will actually stimulate a national, even global conversation about living in the atomic age, something that Oppenheimer was desperate to speak about, how to live with the bomb, and it addresses McCarthyism. What did they expect? It's a movie about Mm -hmm. the nuclear bomb. Did Mm -hmm. they think it was going to be sunshine and rainbows? Did they think it was going to be a happy-go-lucky inspirational piece? The guy invented the nuclear bomb. Yeah, and struggled with it. And it also goes into what it means to be a patriot, the role of science in society and technology in science. Sounds like a lot of things that we're addressing today. Well, look, I mean, you know, you go back in time and you read historical accounts and the struggle that Harry Truman had with that decision on whether to to drop those bombs on Japan. But... It, it it becomes very clear that it was the only course of action he had because we could have lost a million people in in Japan trying to fight you know a war over there and it was the only logical choice the only, the only responsible choice that that he had. 
This movie stars Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., and Florence Pugh. It opens in theaters nationwide on July 21st. And because of that, Robert Downey Jr. is on the publicity tour now. He said during a recent conversation with Dax Shepard, he was on his uh, podcast, he was talking about the time that he was incarcerated in, in 1999. He said that it was like being sent to a distant planet where there is no way home. And he said it was the worst time in his life. Well, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Jail is not supposed to be fun. Like, it's not a vacation. You're not going away and just taking some time off. It's not supposed to be a good time. But in, at least in the case of Robert Downey Jr. He, he was by, reformed. Well, by all, yes, by all accounts, he took it very serious. He mm-hmm. clearly, even though he was a person of wealth and of influence, he did not use that to, you know, his advantage in the sense of he, he got his, it took a while. But he finally got his act together and by all accounts is living a very good inspirational existence and is a really good dude. According to a new Pew Research study, Joe Biden's approval rating is in the can. What? I don't know know if you saw this. I mean, it's bad. Only 35% of Americans approve of his job performance. What's the number? 35% approving. 62 disapproving. This is a really big research study, but I wanted to point out a few other things. Seven in 10 Americans think that the deficit will grow within the next five years. Oh, gee, no kidding. Uh, Inflation, health costs, and partisan cooperation are among the nation's top problems, according to these people. What do you think Biden's approval rating would be? if he didn't have the mainstream national media cheerleading and manipulating information consumed on his behalf. Well, I don't think he would be in office. Yeah, it's a great point. But it would be even worse. I mean, like, what is the actual level of people who look at this country, especially if it were not being piped into their brains 24-7 by the mainstream national media? Oh, it's all great, and Trump's evil, and things are really bad. What would the actual, what do you have 10%? If people had to actually just go based on the true condition of the country and mm-hmm. their own personal situation, could Joe Biden get 10% approval rate? <laughs> no. No way. All right. Maybe uh, 15. Here, here's the deal, Casey. I was going to do a little story hour on Mike Pence, mm-hmm. um, but I'd like to save that for tomorrow. Okay. Because I feel like I have... You feel like that's a Friday story? Yeah, and I have unleashed on Mike Pence today already for just lying on Tony Katz's show about January 6th and his role in it. We, I mean, I feel like... I feel like we've cost Mike Pence enough votes for one day, and so we want to spread, spread it out. Well, I want to spread it out yeah. in case people w- will be listening tomorrow who aren't S- listening today. Sprinkle it over many days. But I did want to get to this audio when we come back. John Durham, who did the, the, you know, the, the probe into what happened with with Trump that totally exonerated Trump and the uh, allegations of Russia collusion. He testified in front of Congress yesterday, and I thought some of the things he had to say was just fascinating. All right, we'll get to that next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Tighten up. 1133 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the federal investigation into Russian interference in 2016 took center stage yesterday. All part of the House Judiciary Committee. Republicans and Democrats both sparring over different uh, political implications. And this is all because of John Durham and the Durham report. It was uh, Trump who said what? That that was going to be an earth shattering report. It was going to change everything. Did it? It never does. Yeah. 
I think that is where the frustration comes from so many people on the right, is that when it's anything involving a Republican, the Democrats are relentless. They will never stop, up to and now including seeing Donald Trump in jail behind bars. They never stop. You have to give the Democrats credit for that. They will never quit fighting. They are relentless, and the Republicans are none of that. They are weak. They roll over. They play dead. And they the 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 big announcements, the big the big unveil, the big mm-hmm. reveal. Yeah, it never lives up to the hype, and nothing ever seems to happen. So it was what four years that he spent on this investigation, and what what came of it? No indictments, nothing. I mean, the big reveal, I guess, was that there was no collusion with Trump and the Russians and that Hillary and her campaign absolutely made up Mm -hmm. that document, the Steele dossier. But you're right, Casey. Okay, so they lied about Trump. Well, it worked out for them because Trump's not in the White House anymore. And Hillary's not behind bars. (laughs) So making up that document, basically accusing Trump of treason, Worked out pretty well for the Democrats because nobody got punished and Trump is not the president. Right. Well, it didn't work out for Trump. So Biden and Obama knew, Hillary lied, the FBI covered, and the media sold it. Yep, 100%. That's that's what came out of it. Spot on. Okay. So what we know now is that the FBI and the DOJ, they've turned into this active political weapon against, well, whoever they want, really, and- Right now, who they want to be against is Donald Trump because, well, well, he's not their guy. Yeah. So Durham, John Durham, testified in front of Congress, as you said yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, he said that Comey, I mean, this is another example of the federal government people employed to uphold justice in this country. Comey hid the Clinton campaign to tie Trump to Russia. He hid it from everyone. Mr. Durham, in the summer of 2016, did our government receive intelligence that suggested Secretary Clinton had approved a plan to tie President Trump to Russia? Yes. Was that intelligence important enough for Director Brennan to go brief the President of the United States, the Vice President of the United States, the Attorney General of the United States, and the Director of the FBI? Yes. And was that intelligence put then into a memorandum, a referral memorandum? Yes. And was that memorandum then given to Director Comey and Agent Strzok? That's who it was addressed to, yes. Did Director Comey share that memorandum with the FISA court? I'm, I'm sorry, can did you— Did he share that memorandum with the FISA court? Did Director Comey do that? I'm not aware of that if he did. Did he share it with the, with the lawyers preparing the FISA application? Not to my knowledge. Did he share it with the agents on the case working the Crossfire Hurricane case? No. Didn't share with the agents on the case. Can you tell the committee what happened when you took that referral memo and shared it with one of those agents, specifically Supervisory Special Agent Number One? We interviewed the uh, first supervisor of the um, Crossfire uh, investigation, um, the operational person. Uh, We showed him the intelligence um, information. Uh, He indicated he had never seen it before. Uh, he immediately became uh, emotional, uh, got up and left the room with his lawyer, um, spent some time in the hallway, came back, um, 
He was ticked off, wasn't he? He was ticked off because this is something he should have had as an agent on the case. It's important information that the director of the FBI kept from the people doing the investigation. The information was kept from him. Okay, so out of all of this time, after four years, he only secured one conviction. And that was, what, a low-level FBI lawyer? So, I mean... Correct. He he sounds legit. He seems like he really tried to do his work, but he's he's going up against a brick wall. Well, and so here is... And nobody other, wanted to talk to him. Well, that's the other part of this. So Durham here talks about how all the big players, McCabe, Comey, mm-hmm. Strzok, etc., refused to participate. First, let me make it clear that um, it is um, as disappointing, perhaps more disappointing to me and my uh, colleagues, that these people would not agree to be interviewed. Um, You know, some of them had a lot to say publicly, but they refused to um, uh, be interviewed by our folks. What did he expect him to do? Yeah, let's go get some coffee and I'll start telling you about all those texts that I sent that said, no, we're not going to allow Trump to win. Well, look, again, Casey, here's where we are in this country. It is very rapidly descending towards banana republic status Mm -hmm. in which law enforcement at the direction of leadership, the direction of the politicians is weaponizing itself against other politicians in this country. And they are succeeding and they are doing this to send a message to other people to say, if you don't shape up, this is what will happen to you. And uh, the American people, at least as of now, don't appear to be willing to do anything to stop it. Well, I think people were expecting that this was going to be show treason at the highest level. And it was going to be crime of the century, but it just, it it fell short. It was just a big... But it always falls short. There's always something, right? There's always some end-all, be-all. This is the next thing. Some legalese getting in the way. Red tape. And nothing, nothing ever happens to anyone. Okay, let's talk about this psychic who faces up to 280 years in prison for defrauding 56 million. Wow, that's a lot. Of elderly Americans. This is an unbelievable story, Mm -hmm. and it is, uh, well, I'll tell you what. So the guy's name is Patrice Runner, Mm -hmm. and he operated a, and look, this has been, this sort of stuff has been proven all the way back to Houdini. Later in Houdini's life, he spent much of his life disproving psychics. It really bothered him. And he was obviously, as a magician, smart enough to know enough of the tricks of the trade that he could go in and see these people and then quickly expose them because these people are full of crap. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot, they <laughs> prey on vulnerable people, oftentimes people who have lost loved ones, are, you know, having a sense of sorrow or of sadness, you know longing mm-hmm. and what this guy would do is he would purchase allegedly enough information on people that he could then reach out to them via mail so he would get things that you that are available for for purchase he would reach out to them via mail and then he would essentially seduce elderly people knowing enough about them to guess close to get their intrigue. To make them think that he was a psychic. Right, that's correct. Yeah, so he would he would purchase dates and places of birth and things like that that 
would make it seem like, oh my gosh, this guy really is a psychic. He ended up swindling $175 million out of these people. And it, it went on for a long time, 20 years. And it wasn't large amounts of money that he was getting from people. It was like $5, $50 at a time. But over 20 years, he managed to rack up $175 million. I find it interesting that they're getting him on mail fraud. Put a stamp on it, put it in the mailbox. Yeah, and I guess we can drop the allegedly because he's going to jail. Well, he's for being it. extradited. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, yeah, he's, 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 I mean, the dude is going to jail. So, mm-hmm. uh, we can drop that. But, I mean, it's just you, you feel for people who feel that they have to go see these hucksters and fraudsters because of a sense of longing or loss or whatever. And it really does underscore the importance of faith in people's existence because these people are not where you're going to find the answers that you're looking for. And I think a lot of these people that fall victim to this are are people who oftentimes have a, a void of faith in their life and they're looking for that looking for answers somewhere else mm-hmm. and you're you're not going to find it from some guy through the mail it's well and another happen. and another thing that happens a lot of time i feel like well i know from experience it happened to my mom uh with a computer takeover situation yeah they're embarrassed yeah to mention oh gosh i'm not really up to date on the technology and to know what's going on and they don't want to say they need help but that's that's why you got to look out for your your older parents and the uh elderly people in your life yep 1143 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc casey Rob! I have an incredible number for you. Okay. It was actually the number that I wore in junior high baseball. (laughs) I can't believe you remember that, but what's the number? Well, you know, Casey, I remember everything about me. Uh, (laughs) 35, that's the number. Okay. 35, that is the 35% is the number to be precise. And it comes with a question. What's that? How would you like to get a 35% bonus when you invest your money? I would like that. So what I'm saying is if you invest $100,000, you get a 35% thousand dollar bonus if you invest two hundred thousand dollars you get a seventy thousand dollar bonus but don't wait because this 35 percent bonus in honor of the number i wore in junior high baseball ends friday june the 30th (laughs) but you can sleep well at night knowing that your money's backed by one of the largest insurance companies in the world learn how you could get this 35 percent bonus by calling bill demery your retirement guy right here in indy his number 317-932-9912 yes this 35 percent bonus offer ends friday june the 30th. Get your 35% bonus now by calling 317-932-9912. It's the size of a the it's the size of the Titanic. That's what it says. 1148 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So an asteroid roughly the size of the Titanic is going to pass by Earth coming up on Saturday. And this is according to uh, a NASA asteroid tracker. Don't know if we'll be able to see it, but is that what we're doing now? In light of the Titan submersible, we're relating everything back to the Titanic again. Well, it seems like maybe an inappropriate time to reference something being right. the size of the Titanic. That's what I thought last night when I saw this headline. The size, of the, But what? It's the size of the Titanic. It's as deep 
deep as the Titanic or as sad as the Titanic. That's that's what's going on there. And uh, still no word yet on what's going on with that submersible. Yeah, they that, have not come out and said anything. Yeah, that definitely doesn't look good. Okay, so uh, one other story here. Fox News booting longtime correspondent Geraldo Rivera oh. from The Five. I feel like they've done this before. They've I feel like they, him they, before? Have, they have booted Geraldo before. Maybe I'm mistaken on that, but he has done or said something that has gotten him kicked off that show before. After 22 years of joining the network, he's had a few too many on-air disagreements between him and Jesse Waters and Greg Gutfeld. Does that mean there's going to be more Jessica? Ew. Do you have uh, cable? I do. Do you still have cable? Why do you have cable? What what is there a reason that you have it's cable? It's YouTube TV. Oh, okay. Is what I watch. Is that do we consider that cable now? No, it's internet. Yeah. How many channels you get with YouTube TV? I don't know, Rob. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. Yeah. I watch mostly on YouTube. Like, there's just like a couple channels. You know, we have it for the sports, I think. Oh, yeah. Your man's is a big sports man. Yeah, we got to watch all the games. Yeah, okay. Understandable. Stuff. I just wonder, in like 10 years from now, mm-hmm. will cable television even be a thing? Hmm. No, look, the cable companies, they're still called cable companies. They're mostly internet providers now, but the cable companies still have uh, gigantic influence over the government and they throw big money out. And so they're not going to go quietly into the good night. But with so many different options, what do you think will cave first? Will we see an implosion of streaming in America? Or will we see the formal implosion of the cable provider in America? Mm. Because one of them has to go. Now, look, when I say the implosion of streaming, I'm talking about like what you have seen with the sports betting apps, where you saw when sports betting was legalized across the country, there were a gajillion little apps that popped up and quickly they began cannibalizing each other. And now you're getting back to down where there are, you know, four or five super prevalent sports betting apps. And then there are a couple smaller ones still surviving, but they're going to be eaten eventually. Will you ultimately see in streaming that go away to where there are one or two major streaming apps, just like DraftKings and FanDuel with sports betting? Right. The top will rise. Right. And then you'll be have limited choices. God, that's a good question because when it comes to cable, you've got all the sports. And then when it comes to streaming, people like they're on demand. Uh, <laughs> I think the broadcast TV might go before either one of them. Yeah. So I've got one of those little... Um, you got a Roku? I got an antenna. Oh. For my local channels. Uh-huh. Yeah. Your rabbit ears? Yeah. I still got rabbit ears. Okay. Uh, so whenever there's like when the U.S. Open was on over the weekend, mm-hmm. I was you able to watch it. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's that's a good question. I, I would almost say that the streaming probably will go before the cable. Because there, there's, there's too many options, right? And I'm not saying like this to be old man yells at clouds, get off my lawn. But financially, there's too many options. There's too many ways the dollar's are going there's too many areas too many services and so eventually you got to pick which one you want right because everybody cannot stay in business with the dollars being divided up there's enough dollars they're just going in too too many directions one thing that i just found out yesterday uh so my mother is moving into a we'll call it a senior community but you were gonna say she, she was moving in with you <laughs> no but i did offer that and she declined she said she would not do that to me <laughs> but she's ah! moving, she's moving into a senior community and one thing they require is a landline 
which surprised me. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, because they said in their experience, uh, older people forget to charge their cell phones uh-huh. sometimes, so they require a landline in every room. And, you know, you think, well, those are going to go away. Yeah. Nope, not so much. Still sticking around in That's some areas. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so Donald Trump, he's been busy today, huh? Uh, well, he's got the truth social media, Casey, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he likes to put his thoughts out. And sometimes he does them in all caps, which makes it really hard to read. Yeah. But I thought we might give it a go because he is very upset about the two-tier just, uh, justice system in mm-hmm. America. Yep, we've been talking about that a lot today. All right, you ready? I'm ready for a dramatic reading. Are you ready? Let's, let's do the it. end let's of the go. show. Let's, you got the energy let's, left? Let's do it. Okay. And I Congress, please investigate the political witch hunts against me. Currently being brought... By the corrupt DOJ and FBI, who are totally out of control. This continuing saga is retribution against me for winning, and even more importantly to them, election interference regarding the 2024 presidential election. It will be there, updated form. Use the wrong there. T H E I R. Use T H E R E. It will be there. <laughs> Updated form of rigging our most important election. Look at the polls. They can't beat me. MAGA! At the ballot box. The only way they can win is to cheat. Stop them now. <laughs> Exclamation point. What is he doing truthing out during the day? He normally saves that for late night. Well, my favorite thing is the grammatical inconsistencies Mm -hmm. and uh, incorrect. It still doesn't matter what time of day it happens. It's great. I love it. Uh, I just love the little, it's a little intricacies of the Trump truths Mm -hmm. that they're trying to find the misspellings, grammatical inconsistencies, or just yesterday used the wrong word mm-hmm. angles angels instead of angles now you said that he was he was truthing up a storm was that the only one? Oh no there were many many more uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean would you like more you, you I mean, would do the, you want more you pick the best one yeah huh? all right you re- do you want more do you yeah, want another yeah do we have you know time? what because wait there's more and I- <laughs> let's find the best one here I know we're running out of time uh the radical left investigations of me now federal state and city are a scam and continuation tightly coordinated with each jurisdiction and run by the now fully exposed as being corrupt and shameless doj and fbi the boxes hoax where i come under the non-criminal Presidential Records Act, and have done nothing wrong, has exposed Biden, who is not protected by the PRA because he was not president. He has literally thousands of boxes, numerous in Chinatown, and containing really bad stuff. Exclamation point. Okay. New CNN poll says that uh, his candidacy is dropping from 53 to 47%.
and that his favorability is also on the way down, going from 77 to 67%. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We'll see you back here tomorrow, Friday. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Yeah.